Yes, indeed, you all are listening to Behind the Lens. Welcome back to the first Monday in April. Uh, I'm Debbie Elias, film critic, creator, and host of Behind the Lens. Uh, You can read my movie reviews and interviews in print and online throughout the United States and abroad. Uh, But then every Monday, you can hear me right here on Adrenaline Radio, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, with interviews, wonderful guests, and some fascinating, always fascinating, Star Wars information. Do we have fascinating Star Wars information today, Brian? He's nodding his head. He's so good for radio. He nods his head so that you can all hear the nodding, apparently. I'm typing away over here. I don't want to annoy people with my... Ah. See, this keyboard, I know we'll hear more uh, great radio here, but this keyboard is what you would find if someone was doing a period piece of the 90s. Yes, that is exactly true. So it, it's clickety-clackety. I don't want to have that over the air. Ah, okay. So I, I spare all of you with my head nods. So, uh, so, and of course, you don't get to see them on camera today because we're not shooting video today um, because I don't have any SD cards. They are all extended to editors and other shooters and used. So... We'll try. I'll try and come up with something creative for visuals for today because today is a very special day. This is one of my favorite shows of the year. Uh, this is the TCM Film Festival Prefest, and I'm so excited because joining me later in the program today are some of my favorite TCM party besties, Kelly Pratt. Uh, most of you may know her as her site is Outspoken and Freckled. Uh, she's Irish Jayhawk 66 on Twitter. Aurora Desmond, the fabulous Citizen Screen uh, and blogger and, uh, for TV and film, but her specialty is Aurora's Gin Joint. Of course, Kristen Lopez, she is editor of Classic Flicks. She covers film and entertainment, contributes to a lot of other online outlets as well. You can find her on Twitter at Journeys Underline Film. Joining us for the first time this year is Paula Guthat. Paula is the co-founder and CEO of Cinema Detroit. She is a projectionist, a programmer, and a film booker. So it's going to be a really eclectic, fun mix today, talking about what's coming up at TCM Film Fest, maybe some tips for the first-time festgoer, and things that we're looking looking forward to, and that some of you who are attending the fest who aren't quite familiar uh, with the programs and the breakdowns, things that might appeal to you if you are still frantically trying to work out your festival schedule. And we are going to have some interview, some of my pre-recorded interviews coming up today. You're going to hear a soundbite of Norman Lloyd uh, from my interview last week with him, talking about what he's going to be doing at TCM. You're going to hear from Raquel Welch in my exclusive interview with her that I just did on Saturday uh, as she goes back in time talking about when she came up in the system, working with Richard Fleischer, the pedigree of directors and actors that she worked with early in her career. Uh, Some very interesting, interesting tidbits. And, of course, you know, 
a wonderful anecdote about Jimmy, of all people, Jimmy Stewart. And I'm going to take you back in history, to back to the second TCM Film Festival when I had a chance to talk to Robert Osborne, as you all know. You know, Robert passed away several weeks ago. Uh, the festival this year is dedicated to Robert. The first day of the festival, on the 6th, everything, there is a special video that is going to precede all the screenings. Uh, and then there will be a discussion and a gathering to celebrate Robert that I believe Lee Grant, one of his good friends, is going to, or Diane Baker, uh, are going to be hosting and talking about. But before we get into, uh, into some TCM doings, so what's the new stuff on Star Wars, Brian? Is he listening? Is he listening? What's the new stuff on Star Wars? I am listening. And here's the issue with the update that I have today. Uh-oh. This article was posted on April Fools. Which uh, I know which article you're talking about. There was two there was a couple that came out, but the one that caught my attention over the weekend was that there was a sequel announced for Rogue 2. For Rogue, Rogue 1, one now, yeah. yeah. And, you know, when you dig further into the information about that, there's there's another article that states George Lucas is directing it, which obviously seems like a farce. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm going to I'm going to mention that one just in case it turns out to be true. But high hopes, uh, you know, that it, hail say, say that it's not it unless it would be a prequel to Rogue One. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get a prequel. We're going to get a sequel in the sense with the Han Solo film a little bit after. Well, you know, it just it goes right from one to the other. Rogue One goes right into Star Wars A New Hope. Speaking of Rogue One though, the yes. the biggest news is that tomorrow at a fine retail retailer near you, you can pick up your very own copy of Rogue One, a Star Wars story on Blu-ray or DVD. It's been available on digital copy for about 2 weeks now. Right. They normally push that I, I would buy it if if I just didn't get the digital copy with the movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm okay with waiting an extra two weeks. To so get now the I have to ask you, oh oh man, who follows all the special packaging and all the special features? Have you determined yet? Are there different? Yeah, d- there are different iterations that are going to be out there. Like Best Buy is going to have something special. Target. Be- Best Buy has uh, the steel book, which they're okay. they're predominantly the steel book right uh, proprietors. They, but the steelbook cover for them, it looks a little bit. I like it, but not enough to go spend thirty dollars on it. it. It, the cover is, it's the color of the of the beach planet that they that okay. they battle on, and uh, it's all the stormtroopers, the the ones with the green eyes. I forget their names, right. shock troopers, whatever they are. It, they're running from the ats, the adats. So, really nice cover, but I'm tired of steel cases because they do get a little bland after a while. Okay. Um, bet so that's Best Buy. Walmart doesn't have an exclusive this this time around. Their exclusive last month was Sing. They had a really cool packaging where, mm-hmm. where you can change out the cover with the characters and, and the voice the people who voice them. Uh, but Target has one of the coolest ones where it, and again this one's really pricey too. It's twenty seven ninety nine. Normally they'll sell them at twenty dollars when they have these limited editions. But it's the, the cover's interchangeable, so you can change out between seven characters or eight characters, I think. Within the movie. So you can take the cover and slide one of the, the, the card sheets out and mm-hmm. then place another character okay. as the cover of your Blu-ray. Okay. Uh, so I'm thinking, I don't know if I want that because my Blu-rays just sit in a shelf pushed up against each other. So you don't necessarily get to see the artwork unless you pull it out. So there's no reason to have Well, I think I think initially you, people, a lot of people will want to watch the film over and over again. So... 
You're not going to put it away. You're just going to have it sitting out. So you could just, every time you watch it, change your cover. Yeah, you know, I'm going to pick that one up just because I, I, I do like the Target exclusive of course a little you bit are. better. I'm going to pick up the interchangeable, the interchangeable <laughs> one. But I'm not happy about it because I think they, they missed an opportunity to do a lot of cool stuff with this. They could have done a, a Death Star kind of uh, cover. Mm-hmm. Or they could have had more uh, Darth Vader in the in, I don't know why they're hiding Darth Vader in these in this packaging. He's nowhere to be seen in any of the of the promotional pieces, even though people And have seen we the movie. love Darth Vader. Yes, I want Darth Vader everything. So they missed the cue because Kylo Ren was very prominent in, in the episode seven right. packagings of, of all the Blu rays. So uh, I'm holding I'm holding out for for maybe some more packages down the line, but I'm going to pick up the Target one. But that's that's the news this week. So George Lucas is directing Rogue Two. <laughs> if you want to believe, uh, I'm so tired of April Fools. Yeah, I'm I'm over it. Tired of news hitting like that. And and uh, tomorrow you can pick up Rogue One on Blu-ray. And that is not an April Fools joke. No, that is that is legitimate. Yeah, so that's coming out tomorrow. And I, there's not not a lot of news on the on the other films, but I can give you. Our countdown up oh, here, which I completely d- forgot about. Uh-oh, you forgot our countdown. All right. Um, we have 255 days, 12 hours, 50 minutes, and as soon as I'm done speaking the sentence, 34 seconds to go until the release of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Very nice. Very nice. And that is your Star Wars update for this week. And that is something. That's Those are the, the information that we need to know, especially about buying the Rogue One Blu-ray DVDs. So, well, let's move into our TCM pre-Film Fest coverage. Um, I'm going to take you back in time right now, back to 2011, uh, for TCM Film Fest 2. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I had a chance to speak with Robert Osborne at that time and get some information. You know, now, then with the fest in its second year, it gives you an idea. You've got better footing as to what happened, where you can make changes. But Robert was, and for all intents and purposes, will still remain the iconic head of TCM to viewers everywhere. Um, No offense to Ben Mankiewicz or any of the other hosts on the show, but you always gravitate back towards who started it. Now, who, who is the face? Who is the voice that you associate with something and I truly believe that for a long time yet to come TCM will be synonymous with Robert Osborne so going back to 2011 in the second festival I asked him what was the whole genesis of the festival how did it even come to be so this is rather exciting, second year for the TCM Film Festival. Mm-hmm. What was what was the genesis? Who had the uh, the original seed idea to start this festival last year? Well, I, th- I think that started, you know, we've been going, we've been on the air 17 years now. I think that started floating around years ago to do that. The problem was where to do it. Uh, and for a while, the thought was to have kind of a floating festival, you know, maybe do it in Hollywood. Starting out in Hollywood and then maybe do it in New York and maybe Chicago and around. But then we realized that one of the things, it's almost prohibitive price-wise and everything to, say, do it in Chicago and try to bring stars in. Because then you've got, number one, commitments. They have to commit to going, you know, a day of flying, a day to participate, a day flying back, 
maybe another day there. You've got the cost of that, the cost of putting them up. And if you do it in Hollywood, you have access to, say, Angelica in Houston, you know, driving down from her house to introduce Treasure Sierra Madre and driving back. And it's, uh, you know, it takes uh, half a day out of her time, and uh, the cost is, you know, not the same. So then it became that that Hollywood being kind of where all these movies started out might be the best destination because people love Hollywood, love coming to Hollywood, and that whole mystique about the movies, this is where they were made, at least in the era that we kind of cover on the channel. So it, then it became evolved into let's do it in Hollywood every year and then do our road to Hollywood things where we take the festival, you know, a free screening and a star around and all that. So it, it kind of evolved over time. And right now we have an early, an early caller with us. Is this the fabulous Kristen Lopez? Hi. Hey there. Welcome, welcome again to Behind the Lens, my friend. Thank you for thinking I was cool enough to be back. <laughs> oh, well, you know, this is all about TCM Film Fest love. And, exactly. And classic it's film. To go around. <laughs> and classic film love. I know I just started with some clips and, you know, I actually went, I don't know if you're listening on your computer at the same time we're talking. Um, but I went back to 2011 to the second fest uh, when I got to talk to Robert Osborne. And oh, so lucky, you know, it's he he will be very, very sorely missed this year and for years to come, I think. Yeah, it, it hasn't really I think his his death didn't really hit me right now. And I know as soon as I get in front of everybody, it will probably hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, I and I think that's going to happen with everyone. Now, wait a minute. Brian, are you listening? Somebody, uh, we, Brian is like playing with his phone here and and watching the phone <laughs> and and doing the board. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is I I'm curious to see how the festival treat you know how they honor Robert. Um, well, we've already we we know that they they said what is it they're going to do the introduction the intros I'm curious show his intros and um, there's a panel. But I'm hoping they keep that going throughout the entire run and not just, you know, the first day. And, oh, and do is that Paula who we have now? It is. Hi, hey, Debbie. Hi, hey. Kristen. How are you guys doing? Fine. Good. Are you the still? The day has just begun. The day <laughs> has just begun. Welcome, welcome, Paula. Right. Thank you this, so much. This I'm is, so happy to be here. This is your first time. Kristen's an old hand. Kristen's an old hand at this. Exactly, yeah. I'm part of the club now. You know, and, you know, as I said at the top of the show, you are co-founder and CEO of Cinema Detroit. You're a projectionist. You are a a programmer and a booker. I am, yes. So that, you know, that gives you some real insight into how a festival works. It sure does. I actually just wrapped one up. Um, We just finished yesterday with um, the Free Film Festival, which is a local festival um, that concentrates on um, locally made films with a Detroit or Michigan connection. But it's still it's still a festival. We still have some of the same uh, challenges and opportunities, just on a much smaller scale. So, yeah, I always like that's one thing that I really love. One of the many things that I love about going to the TCM Film Festival is seeing how they do things other than the amazing movies and people that you meet and stuff. 
So, yeah, I'm really excited and psyched. <laughs> well, and that's something. There's been a lot of chatter amongst all the TCM Film Fest goers and TCM party people about the fest and the fact of, you know, that we're actually getting some nitrate prints this year. Yes. Of films. Yeah. Yeah, um, and knowing the volatile nature of nitrate and how carefully it has to be treated, I'm not qualified to handle it, so I, I know it's a, a while off that I would ever be able to book something like this. So I'm I'm actually um, I'm going to try to be there for all of those. Uh, now, are you anxious to see the nitrate the nitrate prints, Kristen? I am. Uh, I know that they have. Those that they have scheduled with a lot of other things, I'm sure because they know it's going to be popular. So I'm hoping to get to at least one. I know everybody wants to, to see Laura, and that's the one that I want to see the most. So yeah. I'm hoping to get into that, but if not, there are other options, thankfully. Yeah, Laura is one that I want to see as well. In I've seen it so many times and in different formats, but never in with a, nit- a nitrate print. And that does make all the difference in the world to the viewing experience. Right, because that they nitrate showed black a few, um, too is going to be exciting. That's right. That one's in nitrate, too. Yeah, Paula, you were saying about the nitrate. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you guys. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, you can even tell when they showed a few of the nitrate films on TCM, they're, like, so clean and so, like, shimmery. You know, like you can tell the difference, even though it's just on TV, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I agree with Kristen. I think Laura is going to be pretty hot ticket. Um, also, the one that I'm looking forward to is Black Narcissus. Yeah. And I have to say it, our, our, our good friend, Sister Rose, who generally comes to the oh. fest every year. And last All year right. she introduced some films. She's not going to be there this year for yeah. to give her her um her Catholicism, the religious you know interpretation and input into the films wow i think that, you know, that, that would have been be, that seems to be a regular cool. thing cause... I, I can tell you i just saw her last week and she was very disappointed that she... <laughs> uh, and i've heard i've heard from quite a few people i know that have attended the festival in, in years past who've said that they're they're not going this year so i don't know if they secretly know something we don't or if it's just the timing this year but very sad to know she won't be there yeah well you know she you know she normally goes because she's involved but you know not being involved and doing any introductions this year and that's always one of the great things about tcm fest and that tcm does on air and that now charles cohen with cohen film classics charles is doing it walter um Iozzolino is doing it now with his his TV series package of Walter Presents, giving insight and, you know, talking about what the audience is going to see, the history of the film, the history of the preservation of it. And that's such an interesting aspect of every film. And I, and I think it, it just enriches the lives of all of us when we get to experience that. Absolutely, and, yeah, for sure. And oh, I I see we have we have some other people who have joined us now. Are you hello? Are you there, Kelly and Aurora? We're here. Hello, hello. <laughs> Kelly Pratt and Aurora Desmond are here, ladies. Look out! Yay! <laughs> of course, you know we're lucky to have Kelly 
known for her propensity to trip and fall. She made it through the the ho- <laughs> the Hollywood, uh, you know, the forest lawn celebrity, you know, gravesite walk yesterday. No falls this year. Congratulations, Cal. Thank you. Thank you. I, I will have to save my Pratt fall for another time, I guess. Well, you know, <laughs> but, you know, that, that will fit this year's theme because this year's theme of the festival exactly. is comedy. Comedy, yeah. Exactly. And we may not have Buster Keaton in person, but we, all, we will have Kelly Pratt there. <laughs> and, and we did visit Buster yesterday, so that was nice. You know, and someone else, two other people you visited yesterday that are very much on the minds of everyone recently, uh, the Crip yeah. for Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah. And it was gorgeous. Yeah, very, it, it was uh, extremely moving. I think everybody that was near the, um, near the, you know, the, oh, gosh, it was, everybody was moving. misty-eyed. Beautiful, beautiful uh, statue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the pictures of it, because I had seen it the day of the memorial service, and it, just the way that the mother and daughter, it's a, a mother-daughter intertwined, is just so, yes. yeah. so it was, beautiful. Yeah. And it, it was a very emotional moment for, I think, anyone there. Yeah, you know, now, are any of you planning on, because we are going to have Todd Fisher there twice, he's going to be talking about Singing in the Rain, and he's also going to be talking about Postcards from the Edge. I will be Correct. seeing that one. I, I told everybody that I was going because I've never seen it. <gasps> okay, Brian. Okay, I, I figured. I sort of I figured seeing it at the festival for the first time would probably be, especially with Todd Fisher, would be the best way. Um. I, yeah, I sort of envy you seeing it the first time like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have to tell you, when you just said you hadn't seen it, Kristen, Brian, engineer Brian in the booth, his head, his head piped up, his eyeballs got big. Just, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I, I have I have so many. I'm sure I would shock most people with what I have not seen as a, a classic film fan. Well, yeah. And there are so many films, though, that yeah. it's very, very difficult for everyone to yeah. see everything. People yeah. would be shocked, I think, with the, you know, everyone's gaps. Somebody's going to be shocked by everyone else's. So Yeah, you know, I agree. I think one of the great bad. things, one of the great things about being a, a movie fan mm-hmm. is how many films you realize each day you haven't seen and how many are new to you. There's always something else to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's one of the great things with the festival. I know there's always a lot of chit chat when the festival schedule comes out. It's like, oh, well, why isn't there a bigger title or something? It's like, because everybody knows the bigger titles. The beauty of TCM is learning about all the smaller, the smaller titles, the character actors and actresses that get over, have been overshadowed for years. But, you know, Reginald Reginald Owen, perfect example, Melvin Douglas. Mary Wicks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they are, mm-hmm. they are the Love backbone of, of film. Yeah. Which, of course, yeah. also brings up, you know, um, you know, one of the things that TCM is doing this, this month uh, is celebrating the character actors. And I think that's one of the fun things about the fest is you can discover films that have some of your favorite character actors in it, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, there are quite a few this year. I mean, granted, I know, uh, 
Kristen, did you decide, are you going to go to the Michael Douglas interview taping? I am not this year. Uh, we did. We went last year. That was my first uh, trip to the Montauban to see Faye Dunaway. And this year, I think we've decided that we're probably not going to. So I'm still I'm still arguing with my friend about monkey business versus barefoot in the park, though. That's that's still a discussion that's raging. Oh, yeah. is anybody going to go, going to try and see Michael the Michael Douglas event? That's going to be, for me, like a spur-of-the-moment decision, I think. Like, I enjoyed seeing the Faye Dunaway one last year. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that was great. Honestly, I would not have gone if I had not run into Kristen. Um, <laughs> so, thank you, my dear. Um, I was happy to convince you. Yes. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to um, Michael Douglas interviewing, um, I mean, I'm sorry, introducing the China Syndrome that morning. Yes. But but I cannot miss the awful truth, which is my, one of my favorite comedies of all time. Hello, <laughs> Come on. you might have to do a diamond dash. I mean, it, you know, it's you know, what are your tips for people that I know you've all agonized, I've agonized, and I know come the come the festival later this week. No matter how carefully I've planned some planned it out. I know it's spur of the moment. It's going to be, oh, what the heck? I'm going to go to this instead. But yep. what are your tips for the people that have not yet planned out their TCM Film Fest? And by the way, I've got to mention the TCM app is the festival app is fabulous. Oh, I, I have agree. to download that. Yeah. I would so say what I always do is go by the rarity. That's what I do. I like that. I like that like, idea. If if I'm pretty sure that I'm never going to be able to see it, you know, for at least for a while, or maybe not even anywhere else. I mean, there's a lot of those that are exclusive to this festival. Um, I know because I've tried to book them later, <laughs> um, and or I or I'm not going to be able to. Yeah, it. If you just have that, yeah, you know, just one what chance. Paula said, I think there are some things here that we won't get a chance to experience elsewhere or in another format. So with all the nitrate films that are going to be shown at the Egyptian, that's an example of what you probably won't be able to get a chance to see or do, perhaps right. in your hometown or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I tend to lean more towards um, movies that I've never seen because a few the exodus of people that passed last year has kind of made me realize, like, oh, should definitely give the edge to people who were introducing because they might not be there next year. Well, that's true too. And mm. what were you, what were you saying, sure. Aurora? That I I usually try to mix and match. There are a few favorites that I just don't want to miss, like the awful truth. And then there are a lot of that I've never seen, and I usually go to try to discover some some new you know some films I've never seen. I would say though that to first timers, my tip would be that if you do not get into a movie that you really wanted to go into, uh, just be open-minded and go see something else because you're really going to have a great time with this audience in any screening. I I think that's very well said, and that's that true. Very very true, and that that's something else that's very special about TCM Film Festival. Um, you know, I mean, I've covered and been at LA Film Festival since it first started, so that's now what twenty seven, twenty eight years uh, as of now. 
you don't have the camaraderie and the bonding of fest goers at festivals like that or dances with films as you have at TCM Film Festival. The fans True. and the attendees really, really bond. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. True. And I think that, that is one of the best things to come out of this festival, in addition to opening up everybody's eyes, you know, into more, you know, expanding their film horizons. Um, I think that the camaraderie and the friendships people make and that you then carry over into social media with, and do TCM party on Twitter and do live tweets and, exactly. you know, all of that fun stuff. But it, well, it and, and Debbie, just to add to that, I just got to say that, you know, my good friendships came as a result of what began with TCM party mm-hmm. and then in person was the TCM film festival and, you know, I look at these as lifelong friendships. You know, that, uh, that's how all of us started. Exactly. Right. You know. I just started doing it because I was so overjoyed to find other uh, film fans, other classic film fans. And I was like, wow, people are tweeting about this. I'm going to keep doing this, you know. And yeah. it just is, I've met so many, so many cool people. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, some- yeah. Um- on, on that uh, same note, you know, we've always said, oh, it's all about the movies at the festival, but this will be my fifth year. And I have to tell you that now standing online with the people is just as important as the movie experience itself. Um, you just catch up with people that you haven't seen for a year or you're talking about what everybody's going to see during the, the you know the, during the weekend, mm-hmm. or we'll meet here, we'll meet there. It's just so much fun that uh, the waiting in line is as important now as the movie. Well, and of course and you also new and you get new get ideas from the other fest goers as to what you still might be able to go see. Oh uh, yeah, that's true too. You know, as with anything, you know, these choices, there's not a bad option anywhere. I mean, you know, to add to what Aurora was saying, you know, you can have something you really want to see, but your plan B, plan C is going to be fabulous, too. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's not a bad film in the entire lineup. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited for King of Hearts, the 1966 comedy with Genevieve Bujold, who's also who's going to be there. Yeah, uh, I've told every uh, I've told everybody in my traveling party. I don't care what we do the rest of the festival, but I'm going to see Genevieve Bouchard at at the fest because I've I've loved her as an actress since I was in seventh grade. So and I saw Anna the yeah I saw Anna the Thousand Days for the first time in seventh grade, and I thought oh, she was wow. fantastic. And so I. I vow TCM did that for me. I keep telling everybody. Oh, well, and what's great about King of Hearts and this anniversary, the 50th anniversary screening, North American screening, you know, that film is fully restored. It's fully restored thanks to Charles Cohen and Cohen Media. Um, Charles, oh. which is what, why he started his Cohen Film Classics, mm-hmm. um, they have, Cohen Media has a, a 700 f- film library in a vault. And they have paid for restorations of these films. And it's a very eclectic. Charles is a passionate, passionate cinephile. He knows film history. I joked with him once and I said, you know, you could end, you could replace Robert Osborne. He goes, oh, nobody can replace Robert. 
and this was before True. before Robert passed. But I'm thrilled that Co- that Charles and Cohen Media is working with TCM to bring these restored films to us. In addition to the other organizations, you know, Paramount has some restorations this year. And, of course, we've got three speakers that are going to speak directly to preservation and restoration. This And something we haven't had before. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, if anything, if this festival can at least uh, encourage the constant preservation and, and, and restoration of these films that we all love, you know, if anything, if it can serve only that purpose, then it would be worth it. Well, and it, because of restoration, we've had a chance to see so many films at the festival that we that were already denigrated to the point that if somebody didn't step in, they would be lost forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, I think, is fabulous. Now, I've got a couple clips I want to play, but you guys, unless you're on, your compu- unless you're on a computer and listening to the show, mm-hmm. Brian can't... Oh, you okay? Brian can't pipe the clips through (laughs) through the phone. (laughs) It's a very it's a complex system here. Oh, Brian's Brian's going to talk. No, yeah, yeah, we can if they're on. Oh, okay. But if they were on hold, we can't. No, no, no. So they'll hear it. Yeah, they'll hear it. Oh, okay. Well, can I rebut button really quickly? Yes. I I completely forgot that Walmart does have an exclusive for Rogue One. Completely does. Fine. That's all I wanted to say before Walmart came down on us. Okay, fine. Is what? Walmart and Rogue One at the top of the show. Brian always does. He loves. He's, he's a Blu-ray DVD collector. He's also. Ah, okay. He's hey, also. Some of the best of us are. Well, and he. So, I you know hey this is your show. He also loves <laughs> loves old movies. Last year I brought him back a copy of the TCM Fifty Two Essential Films. And the, oh, fir- oh, yeah. and the first thing he did was here in the studio start going through it. Okay, I've seen this. I've seen this. Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> and it, it was such a... And he's only 23 years old. That's pretty good. Well, I it's wish. Awesome. All right, 24. 25. Oh, whatever. Either way, we encourage it. <laughs> see? That, that's just it. So I'm think I'm going to let you ladies decide here. Do we want to hear another clip from Robert Osborne talking about how the fest treats fans, things like that. Do you want to hear Raquel Welch with a Jimmy Stewart anecdote or stories about working in the studio days of Hollywood? All of the above. All of Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, as long as yeah. I can get in a show for my class photo, the TCM party class photo, I'll, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, since you guys are actually going to get to hear a Good. This works. This works perfectly. So you know what? You know what, Brian? Let's jump to Raquel Welch, number one, and her Jimmy Stewart anecdote, because she told this story uh, the other day to me while we were interviewing for her new film, um, how to, how to become a La- uh, a Latin lover. But she's also in the midst in Vancouver shooting a TV series, which she hasn't done before. And wow. she's and at seventy six, she's finding this very very grueling, which prompted her to recall this anecdote about Jimmy Stewart. Okay, Raquel number one, Brian. You know, a friend of mine was saying to me recently, like that he remembered Jimmy Stewart coming over to um, who was the guy that did, uh, yeah, well, 
David Jansen, who is doing that movie where he's all the time on the run. Mm-hmm. And, and Fugitive. Fugitive, that's right. And I used to love that show. Anyway, he, he, he came over one time, and, 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 and Jimmy Stewart was there, and he says, listen, can I talk to you for a minute? And he says, I want to know what's the secret of doing this television series because I have never worked so hard in my whole life. He said, well, in a movie, you might take a couple of days to shoot a couple of scenes, you know, and it's all very meticulous. It's not... He said, but here I have to learn so much dialogue all at once and then they just go bam, 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 bam. bam. He said, I, I don't know if I could take it. Wow. Jimmy Stewart. So I, I, I remind myself of that. So even Raquel Welch relies on old Hollywood. And, and, you know, she was kind of a transitionary in that sense, you know? Uh, she, she came into Hollywood right on the cusp of that, really. She did. And as a matter of fact, that's a perfect lead-in, Kelly, to... Thank you. For, you know, let's hear what she has to say, had to say about working on Fantastic Voyage. Pedigreed actors. No, we're going to go. That'll be clip three and immediately clip four about the old studio days. You got Fantastic that, Brian. Voyage, one of the key seminal sci-fi films. Yes, for people. But you know, I never feel like I'm. I'm there going. Mm, 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 you know, I didn't think that I had. I was uh, responsible for the success of the movie. I think it was conceptually a good, a good premise. And uh, Richard Fleischer was very wonderful the way he shot it, and very meticulous. And of course, it was the first time I'd ever worked with those kind of actors. You know, who are from such a pedigree and it was quite quite um quite an education um it was fun it was fun i used to keep my mouth shut so that i could hear what they were saying and i kept thinking wow oh they've been there they've been there oh they did this and then they did that oh well and then they were in the theater oh oh my goodness oh gosh and i was like very impressed you know that i was there with some big league people um so you know that's a that's the kind of memory I have of that. I really honestly feel that um, <clears throat> in the old studio days, the people who were running the studio and making the pictures, in other words, getting that financing together, making sure that they happen, and helping to cast them and nurture them along, they were filmmakers of a different ilk. They felt that this represented them. That. They wanted to bring something to the American public that would be not only satisfying and entertaining, but also give them a kind of point of view of the world. And I think that many of them were quite wonderful with that, because that's how I got a lot of my point of view, not all of it, because I have my mother and father, of course, in my school and neighborhood and all that. But really, those pictures that they make, and they run on Turner Classic, they are still, to this day, riveting. Yes, and you, I wish you guys could have seen her face when she, because she was clenching her fists and she's sitting up in the chair and she's got her feet pushing them down on the floor. She was so enthusiastic about how riveting the films of, from the old old fil- classic film era were. That's uh, so true, and it's so great to hear someone like the great Raquel Welch say that, too. Like, think of the changes she's witnessed in her work mm-hmm. since the time she started until now. I mean, she's a really kind of a bridge figure. Yeah. Um, so because yeah, I love, I love the the comment of how the old studios uh, used to try to bring a world view to audiences. That's so true. 
um, particularly when you think about each studio having its own sort of flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's interesting. I love that. Yeah. No, I, I, she, and she was so happy to talk about, you know, the stu- you know, coming up in the studio and her remembrances, which, you know, a lot of, a lot of actors of her, there aren't too many of her generation still with us and out doing interviews and vital and working. So it was a real treat, number one, that here she is. She's got a new movie coming out. She's got the series that she's shooting. And which, by the way, she would have come to the festival this year were she not in Vancouver shooting this TV series. Oh, man. Well, we missed out. That's too bad. Because, and <laughs> it was very funny because I said to her, I said, you know, because she's saying, where, when is it? Where is it? I, I should be there. And I said, well, it's in Hollywood. And, you know, this year it's this coming week. And, and her assistant, she goes, well, they've invited you before. She goes, well, why wasn't I there? And her assistant, Julie, he said, well, because you were working and you weren't available. <laughs> TV is ruining everything. I'm kidding. But this is the, fir- this is the first. One of the things was that. Whoops. What's up? Oh, Brian's sleeping in there. He's playing with things. But you know what? Gee, let's hear. Let's hear Robert because we all we love and miss Robert so much. So yeah, play, so play Robert's clip. Clip two, yes. One of the things was that uh, that we do it in Hollywood. We, we uh, get the word out. And then this year, because it did go well last year, we did sell out before we have opened, which was a great, I think, tribute. And also, if we do this in the future, we'll... Make it better for Charlie Tabish, who does our programming, because it means he doesn't have to necessarily book marquee titles, but he can book really wonderful films so that you go knowing you're going to see great movies and see some great celebrities and stuff. And you may not know the films like, you know, Casablanca or Singing in the Rain, but you're going to see great movies. And that that loosens up the booking a lot, which we're, which we think would be wonderful. But the main thing for me was with the festival, my main concern was that people would love us on the air, which I get a lot of feedback because people see me on the air, so they tell me well, no matter where I go. But it was great for the people that work at Turner to come and see the enthusiasm of the people because they don't get that kind of feedback out on the street. But my concern was that people love the channel and they come and not being used to being at a festival like People that go to Telluride and stuff and say, yeah, you've got to stand in this line. And then, no, no, you can't go in there. You have to go in that place, you know. And if you're used to Telluride and stuff, you, you're you immune to that. But I thought, you know, our people are going to come, and they're going to think we're wonderful, and they're going to get here, and they're told to stand in this line, and they can't go over there. and You know, you have to wait there. And that the main thing was everybody was treated so well that they would leave still loving us and thinking kindly of us and saying, yeah, I really love TCM and all that experience and stuff. And that's what I was so pleased about worked out last year is that we kept getting all these reports that everybody was treated so well and so nicely. And that was kind of the, you know, the, the main theme within the place is treat everybody so well that they'll think kindly about TCM and like us as much when they go home and turn on the set as they did before they came to the festival. So that to me was the great accomplishment of the, festival last year and excuse the static in there but when i recorded that in 2011 i was using a digital recorder and robert had laid his iphone down next to the recorder and oh yeah if you yes i i hear somebody who kno- 
who knows exactly what the problem is. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, it just... You know, here, and it's ironic that Robert specifically was mentioning marquee titles like Casablanca and Singing in the Rain, um, both of which we have in this year's fest. Sure. Yeah. And speaking of... It's nice to hear his voice, though, I got to tell you. I know. I know. That's like when I was planning today's show and I went, you know, I have my interviews from 2011 and then I've got recorded stuff from 2014 as well. Um, at the press conference that I think you guys were at. I think you were yeah. at that. Yeah, you guys, as uh, were you at that one, Kelly? Which one? Which year? 2014, the last festival that Robert did. Yes, I yeah, was, yeah. You were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys were there for that one. But mm-hmm. this one, I know none of you were, were around at this, so it was like, you know, I'm going to pull out Robert because we all need a little bit of Robert Osborne. You know. you know, what day don't you need a little Robert Osborne? Well, I think, yeah, that probably applies to every day. Um, and the fact, um, it's, it's the reason why his, um, his passing is such a huge loss to everyone. is because it's personal. We, you know, he was in our homes every day. And although he hasn't been on air for, I, I, I think, about two years now, right. you know, there was the hope that he would have uh, come back and, and we could have had him every prime time. So... It's it's really a great loss to all of us. Yeah, I think the last time we saw him on camera was when he was interviewed in New York about Debbie Reynolds passing. Which, of course, is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, and, uh, you know, I did have a chance, you know, after Robert passed, because other than today, other than this show each year, my other favorite show is when I have Carol Cook on to talk about Stage L.A. And, you know... Bessie Limpet herself, you know, she is indefatigable. She is amazing. But Robert was best man at Carol's wedding to her husband, Tom Troop. And wow. they have been, they were friends for more than 50 years. Wow. So, so I know she, she was quite, quite moved um, by his passing. Sure. But, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, onward and upward, I think everybody's going to be sharing in, in the love for Robert this coming week. But, you know, now I'm cu- oh, yeah. I'm very curious, ladies, because last year we had these wonderful TCM social producers. And the very cool ribbons and everything that really got people engaged in line while they were waiting. What happened? Do you guys know what happened that we do not have you as social producers this year? That is a we good were question, told. Debbie. Hmm. That is a good question, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we well, I think the email that we were we were given was that um, they were going to be working more with, I guess, film students, and that they were essentially going to be taking on the roles that we were doing. <laughs> and Brian's in here making an ugly face and shaking his head. No, that's not good. That's not right. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. No, I mean, you guys, because you understand, just because you're a film student does not mean you understand or or understand classic film or the history of classic film. Well, and I think the role of the social producer was more than just understanding film or classic film. I think the whole point of the social producer program was, you know, having people who 
had a social presence and had this skill set of reaching out and engaging with other fans while at the fest. And, you know, it's something that many of us find natural at, you, you know, at doing anyway. Right. So it was a... I felt like fun we were acting that. as ambassadors mm-hmm. and for the festival, like sort of welcoming people to the fest. Um, not just via social media, but just kind of being like, okay, do you know how everything works? You know, do you know where you're going? You know, the Egyptian is down the street, you cross over, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I think, um, yeah. I don't I th- know, I think, as far as social, yeah, I think that the um, most important basically I did what I had always done, a uh, little exactly. bit more stuff, yeah. but I mean... And I, it was, it was things that I was doing anyway. And you, you were know. saying, Cal? Uh, no, uh, it, it's Aurora. Oh, um, okay. That, that the uh, most important uh, role, I think, of, um, you know, that we had last year um, that doesn't even come across on social media is the engagement and sort of rallying the troops online. It was so, yeah. um, you know, when people were standing online for two hours and, and, uh, you know, the ribbons were given out, but we were playing trivia and uh, just it was so much fun. It made the time go by faster. I think people were really engaged and it made a big difference for, for that amount of time where you're online doing that. And then everybody coming up to us saying, what's this ribbon? Where do I do this? Uh, it, mm-hmm. just, it, it just made it when, uh, the enjoyment to another level, I think. When a uh- um, I don't know if you guys remember, some of the most fun I had was when the fire alarm went off during dark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, geez, uh, Everybody is going to tell fire alarm stories about last year. Well, no, but he, we were in a Betty Davis film, and so I, I quick made up a bunch of lines, and while we were waiting, I had people doing the lines. You know, what a dump, and all of this. And uh, that was a lot of fun. It's still on my yeah. Instagram. Um, well, and the other thing, too, is because we are so, you know, present on social media, one of the other things we could do is promote and get people excited about the fest that couldn't come for whatever reason that year. And it frankly encouraged them maybe to like, oh, my gosh, I should go and do that next I, year. I need, to, I need to do that fun. next year. I've mm-hmm. got to be there. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and no offense to film students. I know many of them. I love them. I support them. I watch their student films. I help nurture them. But most of them don't have, as film students, don't have the persona, the personality to go out and do what all of you guys do so well. Well, thanks, Debbie. Bless your heart, Debbie. You know, I've already sent my complaints. I've already sent my complaints. That you know we don't have our t- our you know our A team of of social producers this year. Yeah, well, at least we're still here. You, you know? know what? And we will be covering um, um, on our blogs across social yes. media. Uh, there is no way that the energy level will be decreased this year because of that. So, uh, so on that, you know, that said, yeah, we're, we're gonna have fun we're on still the doing and that engage thing. with everyone. So mm-hmm. it'll, yeah. It'll, it, it may not be official, but it will be just as energized <laughs> yeah. as jazz. And with the comedy theme, you know, how yeah. could we not be having a blast out there? Especially you, Kelly. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know you're going to see my smile from all the way down one end from the Egyptian to the Roosevelt. So. Especially when a Cary Grant movie plays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with each of you, let, let me start with you, Kristen, and then Kristen, Paula, and then Aurora and Kelly. Tell, you know, let everybody know what your, what your website is or your blog so that they can find you and they can follow you during the fest. Uh, you can always follow me, uh, my classic film website, which gets such less love than it used to because I'm actually doing a million other things right now. Is um, journeysinclassicfilm.com, but uh, you can usually find me on Twitter at journeys underscore film. And Paula? Um, well, okay, so my blog proper is paulacinemaclub.com. Um, I also am the organizer for TCM Party at TCM underscore party. Uh, we have a Tumblr as well, which is probably the most active non-Twitter property that we have. Um, my personal Twitter is at Paula underscore Guffett, and our theater website is cinemadetroit.com. And Aurora and Kelly, whoever wants to go first, because I know you're both together. Uh, yeah, okay. So I'm known best as at Citizen Screen on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, and Facebook. Um, also, my blog is Once Upon a Screen, and YouTube channel is Classic Movies and More. Now, Aurora, are you going to have and be shooting any videos to put up on your YouTube channel? Yes, we will. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll, do, I'll do little uh, short, what I call 360s, on-the-spot type things. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have um, a more extended, edited, um, you know, recaps after the festival. Oh, nice. And mm -hmm. what about for you, Kelly? Well, I can be seen a lot on Twitter at IrishJHawk66. And you can, of course, see me at my blog, which is called Outspoken and Freckled for obvious reasons. But you can find that at <laughs> KellyPratt.com. And that's Kelly with two E's and Pratt with two T's. Just like Chris Pratt. Um, otherwise, you can just catch my name uh, at all of the various social media channels like Tumblr and Instagram and so forth. So, so now and I'm looking forward to seeing everyone out there, by the way. You know, the more people, the merrier. Oh, which for is, sure. Which is, Absolutely. why don't we have that movie this year, The More the Merrier? I don't know. Uh, that was last year, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, Good it girl. Was. <laughs> but this year we have this <laughs> mad, 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 mad world. Which, which we had two years ago. So. Yeah. But it's okay, <laughs> because films like that, there, it's like you don't tire of seeing them. Oh, that's absolutely true. true. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a whole other experience with, you know, fellow fans on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's always a good time. Absolutely. Especially since, for the most part, classic film fans, TCM fans, they are respectful of the film and their fellow moviegoers. The cell phones are not on. They are not taking pictures of the screen. No. <laughs> they they are not I'm just laughing because people do that, like believe it or not, and I'm like, Oh, excuse me, can you put that away? I, I just had six they people do it. do it. I had six six press people do it in a screening. Oh, oh and Brian, Brian has to weigh in on this. Brian hates this more than anything. Oh 
Uh, I just want to tell. I want to tell you guys my story really quickly. I I took a half hour to tell it on my podcast, but I had a person during Rogue One sitting next to me who answered a phone call, and I heard him say, "No, I'm not busy. I can talk." Oh my god! That's yeah. You are busy. That's the worst experience I ever had at a movie theater. I'll so, shut it down. So, I'll stop the movie. <laughs> well, now see, you can and see and that and that's how it should be. That's how you it. Know, sh- I just added. I just got to add one thing really quick, Debbie. Is that the other lovely thing about seeing these films together with this audience is we also clap at the beginning of like the titles when you see your favorite, you know, actor or yep. director. We clap for the oh, writers. Yeah. We we appreciate yeah yeah let me let me jump in and say that no one demonizes those kids sneakers with that light up but I've been I've gone to the movie several times and have had kids shaking their foot throughout the whole movie and the light is going off and it drives me insane so I'm gonna say no kids sneakers with lights hear that Kristen hear that Kristen. <laughs> Uh-oh. Nothing lighting up, woman. You know. Uh, I'm trying to think. What if what on me was lighting? I, no, you know, I keep I keep he's all my a, stuff. He's a light on no light. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, before before we go, because the show's almost over, we have one more clip that I think is a perfect way before we, we sign off for all of you to hear, and that is Norm Lloyd talking about what he's doing at TCM this week. Will I see you next month at TCM at the film festival? Yeah, I'm supposed to appear there to do something with the great-grandson of Jean Renoir. We're going to do a tribute to Jean Renoir. Who was... Well, I will see you next month at TCM. You said it, kid. (laughs) you know i this this and i think some of you have seen the full interview red carpet i did with him two weeks ago he's talking about hitchcock and talking you know ham and eggs and is he gonna be at the hitchcock fan thing i don't know wouldn't that be cool that would be so cool Mm. to have norm there or hitchcock's granddaughters Right. You know, there's, and I know Monica Henry is going to be around somewhere in Club TCM. Yes, Kelly? Yes. Yes, she is. That's what I heard. You know, they, I still think they missed an opportunity not having her introduce Casablanca. Thank you very much, by the way. Um, I've been, I've been fighting for that. And I just, I don't know why. <laughs> that would have been, when you have. When you have gifts like that handed to you, I don't understand how you can overlook them. Exactly. You know, it's... But I am excited she'll be here. I'm, I'm excited to see Monica. Right. So, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very thrilled. I, I finally get to meet Monica in person. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, of course, Kelly, since you're her unofficial publicist, you know, <laughs> now that her documentary is done, we have to get her back here on Behind the Lens. Yes, and she has a, a great... Uh, trailer. It is. It looks amazing, and I I would like for her to talk to you about that. And she's got a new um, 
fundraiser to kind of push this over the edge for her film documentary. Ooh, and of course, you so know, I give up, and you know, I give up, you know, like break time space on the show for specifically for that, for like that sound like ads, but they're not ads. It's basically just a <laughs> yeah. PSA to promote. Yeah. Yeah. We well, appreciate it. Well, ladies, we are out of time. This has been a fabulous, fabulous show. I can't thank, thank you so much. I can't thank all of you enough. This is so much fun. I hope you had can fun. I just get in, can I this just get is in a blast. Thing? Thank you. I don't need to be a pain. Is it okay? You, if, if, can I have 10 seconds? Of course. Um, the TCM Party Class of 2017 photo is scheduled for Thursday, April 6th at 4 p.m. local time. Poolside at the Roosevelt Hotel is in between trivia and the welcome party. If anybody from Teaching Party people are listening, we'd love to have you there. That's all I'm going to say. Sorry, Debbie. That's okay. I'll be on the red carpet, so I have to miss it. I know. But we'll be a there lot of people on. are on the red carpet. I know. But for everybody else, it's not. We, we'd still love to see you. And, it's, and you can't do better than the Roosevelt Poolside. Yeah, it's just <laughs> open. If not, we'll we'll go to Plan B or C or D. <laughs> we'll make it open. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you again so much. I will see you on Wednesday or Thursday at the latest. And happy class TCM Classic Film Festival festing. Woo! Thank you, thank you, Debbie. Thanks, you guys. guys. I'll see you later thank this you. week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. That's it. That's all the time we have. We're actually over by a minute and sixteen seconds. So until next week, I'm Debbie Elias. This is Behind the Lens.